what is going on everyone this is charming for another economics hangover podcast and I hope everyone as well and what about january january was one crazy month we've seen a lot happening this month and honestly it was a pretty much of a adrenaline rush to start 2020 expectations, a lot of speculations, and a lot of doubts of what is going to be for the future of even humanity in this month. Well, I'm here in this episode to talk a little bit about this, because um, as we've seen, January was a month that a lot of weird and unexpected events happened all at once, and we can use, even use the word probably random events happened a lot in January. And some of them, they have some pretty complex explanations behind it. And, uh, or not, or not. But um, it's just like interesting to analyze how many of them just started out from a really random or uh, unexpected facts. Like, for example, like the whole uh, coronavirus thing that's going on right now. And that's pretty much shaking everyone's bases out there in the world. Uh, completely unexpected viruses started coming and um, killing some people. And even like leaving some places in China quarantined. And uh, victims in other countries as well. And the fear that happens to uh, this thing spreading uh, globally. I mean, it's already spreading through some countries, but it's not like a global virus. Like, it's not like every country is infected, but there is a a little bit of a fear that that may happen. And the news have not been helping much with this because, uh, I mean, if you follow, like, the news even passively, like I do, for example, I follow the news just through Twitter and YouTube. I don't, like actually dedicate more than five minutes of my day to read news but I mean it just pops out there so I'm like like I said passively informed and all the time I'm seeing some um, headlines about the coronavirus and how things are getting worse and blah 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 and blah 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 what we have to understand guys is that This whole coronavirus, even though I'm no epidemiologist, I think that's the word. (laughs) Anyways, I'm no uh, expert in disease, and I'm no uh, health professional. I'm just an economics finance professional. But I do understand a little bit about fat tail risks and fat tail random events. And we can all agree that this whole coronavirus thing that it's going on it's pretty much a fat tail event it's a random event that's just been happening and what is more random than that it's how people perceive and how people interpret what is going on because more than just a pandemic disease that is going on it's the the panic of people and panic markets reacting through this um possible possible um, disaster. I mean, we are lucky because we identified this very, very early in the, in the game. 
and uh, measures are being taken care of for um, controlling this disease. Of course, we always tend to know to know like what are the you know the the, the consequences and the 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 post uh, results of this, but I mean we're already seeing some some signs of people being recovered, people being released in some countries, and even uh, research that started being done for creating a vaccine that may take a little bit, around two years or something like that. But as Nicholas Nassim Taleb said, I don't know if you guys read um, The Black Swan or if you guys are into the whole Taleb literature, pulled by randomness. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, but I think he says this in the uh, Fool by Randomness book, that, um, that, that Mother Nature is extremely wise. I'm not saying like 100% like he said, but he has a chapter there that he talks about how Mother Nature is so powerful that we cannot, you know, have control over the, the events that are, are going to happen. Like something can happen at any time. And... Even if we get a little bit too much uh, into the whole new agey stuff, and I uh, apologize to you guys if I'm looking a little bit too agey, but if we look at like the, the quote-unquote universe, it's like a river that ever flows, and things just happened in the, in the stream of things, and uh, we either adapt or and we go through the flow, or we have to swim against the, the, the stream, which is extremely hard. So... This is what's happening. It's a fat tail event, pretty much, pretty much, together with the whole um, behavior of the the economic agents and financial markets. They're going through this. I'm not going gonna go over the technicals of fat tail events and blah 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 because it really involves statistics and some math, and it can get really boring if you guys are just like listening to me. So I'm gonna post this link from statistics how to so you guys can check it out but I'll give you guys just a oversimplified notion so you guys can understand what I'm talking about so uh, pretty much what a fat tail event is it's a, or a fat tail distribution it's an event that has a probability that it will happen once in every 25 events so there's a 4% probability of happening something. So it's very small. It's a very small probability, 4%. But still, it's a, a sort of a robust number. You know, like 4%, yeah, it might not look like a lot, but it's still, it's not like 0.00001% or something like that. It's 4%. It's like, it's a, a whole number, you know. Like, so um, even Taleb says this, this entire thing of robustness, like, yeah, sometimes we tend to overlook of like small probabilities, like things that are below 10% and say, oh, it's very, it's very small, but there is a probability there. The probability exists. And the whole coronavirus, like it's impossible. I mean, it can't be calculated, but that'll take some, a lot, a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of hard work to calculate what was the probability of a virus spreading out. And I don't know who's going to do, but, I mean, if we had to estimate, it was something like that. And uh, we, it just happened, and we just saw after. And, I mean, when we're talking also about the geographical region where that happened, China, which is a vast country, 
big country full of different cultures there, full of different things that are happening there. It's a, it's a melting pot of human behavior <laughs> uh, with the whole uh, Chinese capitalism going on now. So it was like, it was kind of a matter of time. It's like a ticking bomb, like China's a ticking bomb. And it was just a matter of time for something happened there, either an epidemic or a financial crisis or something. And this is what exactly is happening right now. I recorded an episode about the 2020 recession a while ago, and I think it's too early to make this correlation that like, oh, the coronavirus can uh, dissipate like a financial recession. I think that would be too much of a bold statement. We're still in the early phases, of course. Financial markets felt through that. Uh, commodity prices, especially like, especially like countries trade with China. But I mean, it's not something that it's, um, it's disrupting like the financial system. It's making things volatile, of course, but at least from what I can um, observe or what I can um, analyze superficially, uh, qualitatively, um, I mean, as long as things are not going on too much in Asia, it seems like it's under control. And other countries are taking measurements to avoid a little bit the things in China. I think it would be more impactful if we try to analyze things through the Chinese perspective. For example, for the Chinese stock market or the Asian stock markets like in Tokyo or Hong Kong, for example. There, yes, it actually can happen something. And probably what we may see is some sort of an Asian financial crisis because uh, this pandemic is they can take a lot of money and they can take a lot of resources and a lot of energies and they can reallocate uh, time that could be used for m more economic activities and instead there's been used for curing people uh, taking care of people that are, are um, infected by the coronavirus so if we had to say something, probably that might disrupt a little bit of the Chinese agenda and the whole Asian agenda, because in China, there's like thousands of, um, of victims there. So it is a major problem for China. And if it is a major problem for China, therefore is a major problem for Asia. And um, especially for Asia, of course, is a problem for other countries, but uh, Asia might suffer a little bit more because China is more like a vessel there. Uh, all these countries are trading there and uh, there's a huge market there and like there's big economies that are close like China, like Japan and Korea and India and other sub ones that are a bit smaller but they have importance in Asia like Thailand and Indonesia and with this whole China thing being stagnated it might reflect on these economies as well when it comes for uh, trading of raw materials and trading of commodities and things like that. Today, uh, it was funny because like, uh, I was watching uh, Pulp Fiction, a uh, classic Tarantino movie. I don't know if you guys ever watched. Probably it did as a classic one, but probably like the younger listeners haven't because it's a 90s movie. It's kind of already outdated, but it's a classic. So if you guys haven't watched, uh, watch and if you guys have watched, watch it again, because I think the whole message of Pulp Fiction, it kind of reflects a little bit with the randomness of life. Um, I'm going to give you guys, a, so if you guys, a little, a little uh, overview of the movie. So if you guys haven't watched the movie, spoilers alert. 
Uh, you should pause here and come back later, but if you guys saw the movie already, uh, you guys are going to understand. So, when you watch Pulp Fiction the first time, you're like, what the heck is going on when it's over? Like, it, we just saw like these uh, three different stories that involve like the characters, and some of them were connected, and in the end, it, like, <laughs> things just, it didn't have like an ending, like, uh, uh, it didn't have like uh, a clear objective on what was going on or what was the goal or who was the main character. And that's exactly what Pulp Fiction shows because Pulp Fiction is a movie to just show how random events that occur in, sim in simultaneous places at the same, I mean, that occur in simultaneous time, uh, they can interact into a system and converge into, um, into results. So, for example, like we see in the first scene, the first scene it reflects on the last scene of the movie, which is like the this this couple like robbers that they don't want to rob something like a bank, but a bank is too risky, so they decide to rob a, a diner, and they do that, and then in the last scene we see that they rob, rob the diner, but there's like the two hitmans, which are portrayed by Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta. And, uh, and they can't uh, get their biz done too well because Samuel L. Jackson's character, he's too much of a badass and he doesn't let things proceed as they wanted to and he's an experienced, cold-blooded hitman. And, but we seen like in the, in the other parts of the movie how all these events, they converge into those last events. So there's the whole thing of them in the beginning going for this mission, I mean the hitmans going for this mission and um, going over for this mission to shoot this guy that uh, supposedly gave a foot massage to their, to their boss, which is this uh, sort of like crime, had crime guy. And then um, it proceeds through the, the whole thing that Vincent, that is the, the character that John Travolta plays to take his wife to, um, to uh, hanging out and stuff, to a, uh, 50s diner and stuff and all these events converge even though like they're super random and there's the whole thing of the boxer that's played by Bruce Willis that he also gets into the into this whole history so um, all these events that are like completely um, unattached and completely random they start creating some sort of pattern to reach the final point so this is the whole aspect of Pulp Fiction. It's not supposed to have an objective. It's not supposed to have a goal. The movie's not supposed to, to be like a character that has a goal and he has something that he's striving for. So he goes through uh, the beginning phase and then he goes through the middle phase and then he finishes the movie and gets his goal. No, Pulp Fiction is a movie just to show how these random events that help happen simultaneously that converge into a result. And the result, it is something even more random and this is exactly how it plays out in the real life random things disattached random things converge into a pattern and this pattern brings a result so this is what is going on with the whole coronavirus and we're still trying to figure out the pieces of the puzzle to understand where it came from uh what kind of things can do how this can affect society how can this affect relationships of china in the world how can this affect the global economy? Uh, is this going to be some sort of stagnating point for China? 
because China's been aggressively rising from their economic scale for some time. And it's been making some uh, countries feel uncomfortable about. So, and the point we are, we're trying to understand what is the result. We're trying to put the pieces in the puzzle to understand what is the coronavirus and giving another, like, of course, um, a disclaimer here, I'm no health specialist, but I'm just analyzing things through a societal perspective. So um, we're trying to figure out what are the impacts of the coronavirus socially so we can understand and create a bridge to seeing like where all these events, they converge into a pattern and what kind of ending result they're gonna have. It's hard to say, it's hard to say right now because we're in the middle of like the whole movie going on. So like we're still sitting back, it's just like watching the Pulp Fiction movie, we're still sitting back trying to pick up the pieces and you know create a puzzle and try to understand where is this gonna go. And we're still there. We're still there. And this is like, uh, like um, Taleb said, is Mother Nature. And Mother Nature is seasonal. Like, things just happen. And we've seen these epidemias happening in history many times with some that decimated thousands or even millions of people, like the Black Plague or the Spanish Flu. And um, I think that comparing to things that we saw in the past, Situations are much better right now because we have much more technology, um, knowledge, and uh, hygiene to treat diseases than we had in the beginning of the 20th century or way back when the Black Plague came out. So this is already a winning point for humanity. But um, yeah, it's just like it's the whole seasonality of Mother Nature. And... As much as we want to survive as a species, we have to adapt to whatever is happening and continue to evolve as a, as a society to take care of these things and to uh, adapt our whole system, societal system, to uh, continue to survive in order to live day by day, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to happen a lot of stuff. It's hard to come up with a result right now. I think we should, should really watch out to see if uh, maybe not a recession, recession, recession is gonna happen in, in Asia, but maybe in stagnation, a uh, quick stagnation, maybe like a year stagnation or something like that. Uh, maybe 2020 is gonna be kind of a uh, cool period, cool as I mean frozen period for China and some of the Asian economies we should see. But um, I guess this is it for this episode. Well, guys, um, if you guys are enjoying the Economics Hangover podcast, please uh, follow us in Spotify. Give us a like over there. It's free. Helps me out a lot to come here and uh, record. Uh, guys, I record on Sunday, so <laughs> you see how much I like to be out here talking to you guys about economics on my Sundays. So um, um, please give me some love, uh, some support anytime you're there. I'm a busy guy as well. I have, I have, um, I'm a master's student and I'm about to start a new job, yay. So um, I'm gonna be pretty busy, but um, I'll be here whenever I can to express what I'm thinking and to try to bring uh, economic and common sense knowledge so we can achieve great things, quote unquote, as a society. 
Anyways, guys, thank you so much for sticking by, and I wish you guys a great week. This is Charmy, and I'm out. Bye.